Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Alongside Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. We promise Paul's been here well before the show started. He's just, in honor of Chad Withrow not being here, not setting up the microphone prior to going live. Bang, or... bang. <laughs> Good morning. We are ready to go. Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson making the show happen for us. Paul, that could have saved you by taking camera one here. And not even showing you on camera as we begin, but that's why I love Jakob Swanson. Yeah. People would have thought it was a solo show. Being among the like, best Whoa! in the biz. There They're it is. winnowing the guys away. Uh, Riggy McCrossin, our production assistant. David Reed is the chairman of the board. Coming up today in about 45 minutes, we have primary complaint, which is Becca Risley's favorite segment of the week. Um, her and Sleepy Danny getting it done down the hall as we broadcast live from Blackbird Academy and the Blackbird Studio in Nashville, Tennessee, inside Studio G. Uh, big show planned today. We mentioned primary complaint. Tennessee Power Hour will include a special guest uh, for those that are familiar with our former past life as a trio. Um, we have a special guest that will call in during that hour as well. Paul, how are you? I am well. Look like uh, Chad was doing well. We. We had Chad refreshed. on the uh, on the warm up on our Instagram live. He looks refreshed. I agree. He I, said he's not refreshed, but he looks refreshed. He looks well rested. He's also trying to grow a beard, which is always comical because he just <laughs> doesn't have the the uh, follicles. Like well, I don't have the follicles up here. He doesn't have the there follicles is, down down here. You know, but I think there is like uh, mentally when you when you let go and relax when you're not working and you're not in the same routine. If you don't shave. Right, you're not in that routine like Chad is on a daily basis. There is a relaxing element to that, even though he may not look like he can grow a beard. Yeah, you know Lance what I mean. Was suggesting he he's got a lack of connect in this area. I don't know if it's uh, bilateral or not. <laughs> it's just one side. Uh, but it's definitely one on, side's on a little top one heavy. Side, and Lance was suggesting that it could be cured by mascara. Does he lean to the left or the right? <laughs> And uh, McCracken over here made it sound like she could help out. She's With the mascara? The mascara. That, yeah. Uh, she could, now, she's not going to be here permanently, but maybe she could teach him in a way that he could carry it over. And then, uh, you know, I, I like to shave once a week, so I've removed that stress for my life. I face it once a, once a week instead of once a day. Two observations, and you can go to our Instagram account, at Outkick360, and uh, follow that page, and, and you can find the video from the warm-up daily, 10 minutes before we go live each day. Uh, my observation of Chad is, first, he's walking around giving us the tour of the farmhouse. This is no average farmhouse. This is, you know, this is a, oh, a mansion. Nice. I mean, this is top of the line Nebraska property. Uh, he's in a, he joined us from a sunroom and then took us into the basement that is fully equipped to look like an, uh, uh, an indoor theater that you would find on, you know, in any house in Brentwood. High quality basement. That also, I think, is uh, uh, protective from tornadic activity. Yes. <laughs> has, that, has that bonus. Uh, I had a friend, this was before Nashville took off as a, uh, he passed away, unfortunately, Rich. Um, but this was before Nashville became a tornado place. His name was Rich or he passed away his, Rich? No, his name was Rich. Oh. I think he passed away of average <laughs> <Okay>. income. Um, <laughs> Rich Cashin, rest his soul. And he passed he, away rich. <laughs> he, um, he, th this was right at the beginning of any kind of hints, and he had just moved into his new house, and he, he, he repeatedly said that he had survived some tornadic activity in his neighborhood. <laughs> 
just <laughs> to, talked about the tornadic activity, the tornadic activity. So now that we actually have a lot of tornadic activity, I, I use that phrase in his memory. Tornadic activity. <laughs> yeah. It's like the shadowy figure uh, that I always reference from a, a stories long gone, and people laugh at the shadowy figure. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you never heard that term? Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up, we discuss um, Damian Lillard with, with Portland. We mentioned this earlier in the week that they were going to hire Chauncey Billups. They've since done that with Portland. We had the press conference yesterday with Chauncey Billups, uh, which was noteworthy because of what was not allowed to be asked. We'll, we'll get into that, and we'll get into the decision that Damian Lillard has coming up with the Blazers. Uh, but let's start with the sports night where all signs, all signs pointed to a, a blowout by the Bucks last night. Instead, it was the Hawks that were doing the, the scoring without Trey Young in the lineup. I, I don't get the NBA. I, I realize, I, I raised my hand and realized there have been 25-point comebacks in these playoff series. The last three minutes of these games routinely have been close. I don't understand the competitive fire and spirit or the lack thereof in some of these matchups in the middle of certain quarters. Second, third quarter last night was atrocious by Milwaukee. Giannis gets hurt, but I'm talking well before Giannis gets hurt. They acted like the game was over when they were trailing 15-5. to I don't understand that mentality. Last night, Vanderbilt, I felt like, walked into that game knowing they had a game in hand, and if they won, great. If not, they have game three. I hate that mentality. And leaving their starting pitcher in little with the bases loaded in the third inning was a sure sign that they were waiting on game three with Rocker instead of trying to win last night. And if you disagree, that's fine. My opinion on that, I don't think Vanderbilt tried that hard to win. They were terrible at the plate. They were terrible in the field. Their focus wasn't there because they were relying on game three in a winner-take-all matchup tonight against Mississippi State, which is extremely dangerous. dangerous. Very dangerous. And I realized that they couldn't have thrown Rocker, but they had better pitching in the bullpen that they're saving for tonight to throw after Rocker goes five or six innings. That's a dangerous scenario, and Tim Corbin's much smarter than me at the college baseball game, and I'm not saying this is all on him. But the mentality was not there last night for Vanderbilt against Mississippi State. Rocker on short rest, but Mississippi State's pitcher on even shorter rest. You like them in tonight's matchup. But he was too slow with the hook last night. Bases loaded, should have got him out. Left him in, and uh, he walked the guy, right? Walked yeah. in to go-ahead run, and the wheels came off from there. Um, took him out about or too late. And things just crumbled from there. I guess, you know, he's thinking, well, we put up a big number yesterday and our time will come to hit and, and we can get in this game from the batter's box. But they didn't hit. What, they have four hits? Three, yeah, four, yeah. three or four hits. And they had five the night before. Keep in mind, they scored seven runs on three hits in the first inning yeah. in game one. Yeah. They haven't been very good at the plate. And they, for the most part, they haven't been that good in this tournament. They got past... Uh, they got past a game on a wild pitch, and then some they get, they get they past get some and into the College World Series final with COVID in NC State. So it's not like this is the greatest team we've seen from Vanderbilt. Um, and of the teams remaining, sure, you can say they deserve to be there, but NC State was better, and they, they advanced to the NC State series uh, on a wild pitch in a very – Unlikely scenario. Right. They had tied it in the ninth, so they they were they had earned themselves extra innings. But the wild pitch was and, a, was a freebie. And they haven't been playing very well in the field either. Very uncharacteristic of of what you would think of a Corbin or a Vanderbilt team. Yeah, not matter. fundamentally. A lot clean. of errors defensively. Not good. Uh, and they were not good last night. They were good in game one. No errors in game one. That and that great play. And night. a great play in foul territory by. Uh, you know, but they need to be better tonight and not just count on Rocker. And to circle back to where you started, it felt like the the Bucks were counting on Trey Young being out, winning them the game. And that Atlanta came out with fervor and fury. Their their five guys scored yeah. very quickly and showed that, hey, we're going to be able to play a well-rounded game here. Lou Williams is a veteran guy who's not, I mean, he's not Trey Young by any means, but he's not a zero. 
uh, and Atlanta came out with the mindset that, hey, we're not going to lay down with our star missing. And the Bucks were like, whoa, wait, you're going to put up a fight? Oh, my God. Well, it's not even a pumping the brakes mentality. I'm not saying Vanderbilt did that. And, and I'm not saying Milwaukee did that. But there is a lackadaisical approach to both of those games last night that stood out to me in a glaring fashion. You mentioned Atlanta coming out shooting. Mississippi State came out swinging. They were attacking at the plate. Same thing with Atlanta from beyond the arc and trying to drive and dish. Milwaukee didn't come with that. Vandy didn't come with that. And there was, they jumped early, and you know they're going to, and that same energy and mentality is not met. I think it's a combination of what you're saying about the lack of killer instinct from the, the favorite or the team that you're expecting it from, the team in position to pull away. Yep. Atlanta would have been pulling away. Vanderbilt would have been finishing it. A lack of that killer instinct, which I think we're sharing a disappointment in, but plus the underdog rising to the occasion, saying we're not, we're not done. Uh, you know, we see plenty of opportunity here. Mississippi State certainly felt like, hey, we're just down one nothing. There's plenty of room and time here. No panic. And there certainly wasn't any panic from Atlanta, despite, and they, Atlanta really had plenty of reason to panic. Right, Atlanta is a, a a big underdog already at this point. It's really kind of the tone of the series. And that their Milwaukee's star warmed better. up and could not go. And then you get the disappointing news. What forty five minutes before? In that forty five minutes, there's a lot of time for it to kind of seep in and sink in. We're doomed, and that's good coaching too. That that the Hawks, instead of going with that feeling, come out thinking like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be right in this thing. And they were more than right in this thing. I mean, they came out hot. What'd you say, fifteen three? It was yeah, it was fifteen three, fifteen five. I mean, it was. And it was usually a something like that doesn't stand up, but in this game, it really sent a message. And and Milwaukee had no answers for it. And then things get worse for Milwaukee, yeah. where their own big gun suffers this, uh, a, a bad looking injury that probably means he's not around. Dr. Trey Chow, Young is a lot more likely to reemerge than Giannis. Dr. Dr. Chow, pro football doc on, on Twitter and, and with OutKick, wrote last night, he thinks Giannis is done for the postseason. He may have avoided an ACL injury, but it's an ugly the mentality. ugly inside hyperextension. Yeah, and he's watching the video and giving his opinion on that. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it doesn't look good for Milwaukee. Tests are being done today. We'll know more. Uh, and as Odds it stands right wildly. now, Odds flipped wildly yeah. from the Bucks being the favorite to the Bucks uh, being well out of it. And the Bucks have Middleton. They, they have others who should be able to step up. It's more than just Giannis that got them here. Um, but we, we had the topic yesterday about how it looks like it's the Bucks and the Suns that should meet for the NBA final as the two best teams right now because the other stars are out. And this completely flips things towards Phoenix for me. Phoenix to of win the four it, and Atlanta maybe to come out of the East if Trey well, Young returns yeah, so now to what they did last night. Which star and can he's go. serviceable. Yeah, and he's he's certainly coming back before Giannis if Giannis makes it back. If we see Giannis again, it's not going to be till well in the finals. Uh, you know, and I, I respect what what Dr. Chow is saying. Yeah, but if he does have a chance to come back, it's not going to be during the Atlanta series. He was saying the mobility for a guy that size, it's it's highly unlikely, based on the way he limped off and the way he hyperextended his knee, that he would be able to play. Yeah, uh, and that's just that's again. solely based on watching the video on replay and a couple different angles. But he's normally fairly accurate on this. Which sucks again. We're watching a game without Trey Young. We're going to be watching games now without Giannis, and Kawhi Leonard's not going to be back, all indications are. Uh, You know, I don't know how people aren't pressing them to say he's out, but he's pretty clearly out. So you got one guy on three of the four teams, um, you know, and then you had a COVID issue on the fourth that, um, you know, missing stars. And we've spent the whole NBA playoffs talking about the emergence of young stars, and now we're seeing the disappearance of of uh, of those guys you do you think that the lack of the killer instinct the the killer mentality has dropped over recent years or do you think it's always been there but there have been more killers lurking in the waters it, well, you know, i don't know when you've like, got the killers headline. when you've got a jordan out there setting the standard for killing well um, we've got brady setting the standard in the nfl right. and there's 
few and far between that will meet that type of standard. Like, well, it's a very, very high standard, uh, you know, that Brady and Jordan set. Mahomes. But it's something that other people then are expected to strive for and talk about and try to meet. And so uh, when they don't, it's a big, you see the gap or the lack of it. But it, it, when you don't even kind of try, I know. Uh, when it's a laydown scenario, it's glaring. And last night, um, you know, they both did feel like laydown scenarios. But I, I will say for, from the NBA stance, this is kind of par for the course with what we've seen. We, we saw Milwaukee win by 40 in game two of this series. I mean, and that Trey Young played in that one too. Like, there is a lackadaisical approach to the league that I don't know if it's fixable, but it needs to be addressed. Because it's hard to go in, game in, game out, and know exactly what you're going to get. And but, it's maddening to me. But part of why these sports are thriving right now is the growth of things like FanDuel. Yeah. And, you know... I played a parlay last night, separate of our thing. Red Sox over their run total hit. Milwaukee over its point total, which was, I think, 120.5, which never had a chance in that <laughs> game from tip-off. And so it's a lay down and everything, and I'm more frustrated by it because I had a chance to win some money and I didn't. So we've gone from, in the regular season, where the argument is, should NBA teams rest their stars, right? Like, should you manage their minutes because the fans are paying hard-earned dollars to consume the product on a weeknight or whatever it might be? Any well, weekends, particularly weekends. live. Yeah, particularly partic live yeah. buying a ticket. Um, two of the four games of this series between the Bucks and the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, two of the four games, starters haven't been needed in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. This is the top of their conference, and starters are sitting resting because the game is out of reach. Yeah. I, I for mean, a league that's known for being competitive in the final five minutes. And if it's not competitive in the final five minutes, it's of no interest at all None. to me. I mean, that's largely what I'm watching. And I've talk, I talked yesterday about you flip over at the seven-minute mark in a couple of these games. Last night, you know, it's obviously off the charts. A couple of these games, you flip over at the seven-minute mark, and it's in the eight-point range, and you feel like it should boil down to something. And that trailing team isn't able to, to mount anything. And Nothing. it's really frustrating because you flip over and you think, eight points with seven minutes left, okay, here we go. It's going to be something. And that trailing team can't do anything to close an eight-point gap or to, to get any traction. And it should be able to. Hit us up on Twitter, at Outkick360. You can join there. You can also join the chat on our YouTube page. And if you subscribe, you're automatically entered to win a great prize pack from Sony and Hertz Odyssey. Uh, a full car stereo system from Sony and Hertz Auto. So you get everything there, plus the speakers that come with the system. Uh, big thanks to Sony and Hertz Audison for helping us and helping one of our subscribers take home a great prize pack. All you have to do is subscribe and then ring the bell to be alerted every time we go live. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, across the OutKick network. Coming up, PR staffs across sports. I nearly said pro sports, but it's everywhere. Uh, controlling what the media can and cannot not just say, but ask. Asking questions at a press conference. Controlling what questions are being asked. We saw this yesterday with the Portland Trailblazers controlling what the media was asking their new head coach, Chauncey Billups. Our thoughts on that straight ahead. But first, Magic Spoon. Paul, Magic Spoon, a huge hit at the Hutton household. Claire had this over the weekend. Loves it. Loves Magic Spoon for breakfast. We're all trying to eat better. Healthy options, hard to choose from. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors that you love, but without all the bad stuff. Look, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. It's full of sugar and junk you really shouldn't eat for breakfast or a snack. Maybe you're trying to cut, on, cut down on carbs, on sugar, just unhealthy food. It's crazy. It's really hard to find anything that you can eat anymore if you're doing that. Zero grams of sugar, though, with Magic Spoon. 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only 4 net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Grab the variety pack, the four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. It tastes great. 
magicspoon.com slash outkick360 has a great offer for you, Paul. Yeah, you got to mix the cocoa with the peanut butter. It takes exactly like a peanut butter cup. If you go to magicspoon.com slash outkick360, uh, you get the guilt-free cereal. Using that code, save $5 on your first time through. You know I'm big on the discounts. The code, outkick360, $5 off. And 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, you send it back. No questions asked. They'll refund your money. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash outkick360. Use the code outkick360 to save $5 off. Try the guilt-free treat of Magic Spoon. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network, broadcasting live from Studio G, Nashville, Tennessee, Blackbird Studios and the Blackbird Academy. Uh, they do fine work if you want to go to school for audio engineering, if you want to be on the road or in the house mixing audio, you can do that professionally right here and you can learn from the very best, hands-on experience, theblackbirdacademy.com for more information. Primary complaint coming up, you can always email in yours 360 at outkick.com. Paul, I was contemplating last night using this next topic as my primary complaint, but there's too much here to discuss and unpack um, that we it's worth uh, a big topic overall for the show. And it's Chauncey Billups's press conference yesterday where he was introduced as the next Blazers head coach. No surprise. And no surprise that the media came with questions about a 1997 incident that was settled in civil court, in district court in Massachusetts. We've tweeted out a link of, to that case where uh, the case involves Antoine Walker, Chauncey Billups, Ron Mercer, and Michael Irvin. And you can go and read that for yourself. We discussed earlier this week that some fans and media in Portland were not pleased with the fact that Billups was going to be the next head coach over Becky Hammonds, over Mike D'Antoni, with this past allegation and past settlement uh, dating back, what, 24 years. This, is, this has been out in the public. It's nothing new and it's nothing that the Blazers were trying to hide. They handled it properly. I, I can't say they didn't. Uh, with an internal investigation, they hired a private investigator to look at, into things. Neil O'Shea is the general manager. His opening comments at the press conference uh, were standard uh, and what you might expect uh, for uh, as a fan or as a media member, as a general public sitting there wanting to know why the team decided to hire Chauncey Billups. Billups also, in his initial comments, I thought things were fine. Though these internal investigations are always going to turn up what the right. person who hires the internal investigator wants. I in tend pro to think sports, so. I can't think of an investigation that hasn't come out where the team ultimately that hired the investigator wanted it to come up. So the presser was going on around the time, it had just ended around the time that the weather delay started in the College World Series. So they were showing on, on your TV guide, it would have said College World Series, they were doing a special sports center before they tossed it to alternate programming. And within this report, they were not discussing that the media was completely shut down from asking follow-up questions about this, uh, this incident from 97 with Billups. Uh, and instead, once the game got going, the ESPN bottom line that you'll see on the screen, uh, here were the updates. They, they proceeded uh, to mention the, costum, the, the constant bottom line scan that no criminal charges were brought on Billups, the, gen the general manager, Olshay, the, the independent investigation conducted, we, they stand by Billups. New head coach Billups says incident shaped him in many ways. No mention, they took the time to mention this three different times in consecutive order. No mention of the fact that the Blazers also uh, shut down any follow-up questions related to this incident or to the comments that Billups or Olshay made. He said, Olshay said the Blazers took the allegations very seriously and then took them with the gravity that they deserved. I have no reason not to believe him except for the fact that he wouldn't answer questions from the media in regards to this specific incident. If it, you're taking this with the gravity that it deserves, it also deserves answering some questions from the media on your process of this hire. The, Billups said the allegations shaped his life. Again, 
no reason not to believe him in that answer or that statement, except for the fact that he refuses to answer questions about an incident that shaped his life. As the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers, where fans and media members have questions about this. Again, this matter was handled in civil court. And there's no one here trying to say that the Blazers shouldn't hire Chauncey Billups if they feel everything checks out and that he's the right man for the job. Fine. But the media also deserves the opportunity to ask any question it so desires and should not be shut down or tamped out for asking a question about a comment made by the new head coach in the opening statement. And that's exactly what happened. Answer for it. Okay, so they came in clearly with the strategy that Billups saying that this shaped his life and he had grown as a result of what happened, um, that that would take care of it. Well, there's an obvious follow-up question there, which is the question that the athletic reporter sought to ask, which is how has it shaped your life since then? Which is not an unreasonable question and which was not asked in a go-get-em tone. Now, off-screen, off-screen, the PR director says, we've addressed this and we're moving on. Is there another question? We appreciate your question. We're, we're done addressing this for the time. If, if someone has something else they would like to ask, go right ahead. All right, first off, show me this woman who is uh, cutting off the questioning. It's an Orwellian off-screen voice, all right? You're holding Billups to account. You're holding the GM to account. The person who's interrupting the, the question gets to be anonymous and off screen. She should be held to account. Well, did you see the way El Shea, who, the, the GM, took a sip of water and looked in her direction to cut this off? Like she's, uh, you're responsible for bailing it yeah. out. I want to see her in this moment, okay? You don't get to put a big issue to bed like, the way to put it to bed is you have this one press conference and you let everything be asked and you deal with it as uncomfortable as it may be. Then, for the remainder of his time there, you could say this has all been addressed. We addressed it at the opening press conference and we're not taking any more questions on it. But you can't issue a statement and take no questions on it and then act like we've, we've addressed it. You haven't addressed it. You, you've addressed it, but you haven't... Uh, let anybody ask any questions about it. That's not addressing it. That's issuing a statement on it. So this looms over his head until he takes questions on it, reasonable questions for starters, and there could be some angry questions in the mix as well. This is a bad PR approach. You need to try to put it to bed, but you can't put it to bed until both sides get to deal with it, and only your side has dealt with it. Now, some of these reporters are going to go off and do their investigations as opposed to your in-house investigation. And it's going to be written about and talked about, uh, written about by The Athletic and whatever newspapers are out there is going to be talked about on every sports talk radio. And there, there's been no dialogue about it. It's been a one-sided thing. This is not the way to handle it and to get past it at all, at all. And this ties into the conversation, one of the five or ten topics that we circle back to is this team's determination to control the topic and the narrative, which is not yet possible until they take over all of the media. Um, it's just not possible. And this is a foolish attempt at it. Well, it is possible if the media is going to sit in that room and not ask another question about it. I think that there will be media that continue to bring it up. I'm saying in the and moment. And I think there will be media that, outside of this, go other places for their answer, which Portland's not going to like. Well, that's fine, but they, they're they also repeating. ESPN's just doing this. Put the graphic back on the screen. Well, ESPN's a partner ES with ESPN the ESPN is a partner with the league and also employed Chauncey Billups on set. And if you're just reading the bottom line news, you would act. It would you would assume that the Blazers. I mean, the Blazers accomplished exactly what they yeah, wanted. Yeah, that here. makes it look like it's dealt with. Um, and and to me, there has to be some some newsworthiness to the fact that they're not allowing questions to be asked about an incident where Jane Doe allegedly blacked out during a night of sexual conduct with or contact, excuse me, with Billups and Antoine Walker and others who are named in this in this civil suit. Uh, in Massachusetts, waking up, and uh, it says on November 10th, I'm assuming this is 1997, 
the civil case took place and, and was settled in 98. Waking up in bed with one of Walker's friends naked amid used condom and condom wrappers littered across the floor. She then quickly called a friend saying something bad happened. There are further details to all of this where you can really dive in and learn more about it if you want. But don't you dare ask the Portland Trailblazers or their new head coach about it. After not just a couple days, after over a week, weeks of discussion within the, the media, within Sports Talk Radio, uh, radio in general, news media in general, discussing the fact that they were going to hire Chauncey Billups over Becky Hammond and over Mike D'Antoni, despite that th- this was going on in their background. There was backlash about Jason Kidd being mentioned for the job, backlash about Chauncey Billups being mentioned for the job, but where's the backlash against the Portland Trailblazers and their PR staff for stopping questions from being asked? Well, does it come from Lillard? Uh, how's he like how this all played out, and does it... By the way, you can ask all you want about Damian Lillard and how he feels about the hire, because that was asked to them multiple times, and Billups mentioned how he's had a, a good past with Damian Lillard, uh, recruiting him right. in the presser. What's his present like, and how does Lillard like how they've handled this? I agree. And what it does to the team's reputation, and thereby his reputation, and the feel about them league-wide, nationwide, whatever. Whatever is important to Lillard, who obviously let it out there that he wasn't that keen on it initially. This doesn't make them look any better. Uh, that, that does, the stuff you put on screen there from, from ESPN's ticker. But I'm sure in Portland it's not being received that way. I'll be curious to go look at what's been written there, what that athletic reporter wrote off of, off of that. But next step is really his. This was a press conference, Paul that went on for 30 minutes and did anybody come this was the did, did first anybody question come and take a second swing at it no this yeah. is the first question that was asked and they were told to move on they, and they did and they did and and look you you there are other topics to get to Certainly. if you have the general manager and the new head coach there and damian lillard the star for the last nine years is disgruntled in any way or if there it's if he's perceived to be disgruntled in any way you're asking about it I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask more questions about other topics. No, but you've got to take a couple more swings but you, to make them uncomfortable and to make them continue to explain it, why they're taking the stand that they are, to make her speak more if she's speaking from off camera. Uh, if it was allowed to be shut down that easily, that reporter group, I would say, didn't do its complete job there. And. There, there should just be more of a, an outcry for, for people in, in, in the business, no matter if you're competing against them or not, to get the story straight f- directly from the source instead of us having to go back 24 years and pull the file and read through it again and continue to ask the questions about it. I, I'm not one that says that, that Portland shouldn't have hired Chauncey Billups. If they did the background check and he's checked out over the last 24-plus years and they feel like he's changed and it really has shaped his life for the better in this incident and they feel comfortable putting their name, their brand, the, the league's brand behind him and he's going to lead that team the best way possible, fine. But if they do, then you should be comfortable answering all the questions I, about the why. That's my that. point. They, they, they should be open and transparent about the entire process. Uh, the GM, Neil O'Shea, was asked about that independent investigation, and he said that it was pr- proprietary information, that he couldn't get into it. That is BS. Propi- proprietary that, That's BS. Nonsense. And it's just, they wanted to get that statement out there, a rehearsed opening, to make sure everything was PR savvy, and then anything off script, nothing was going to be discussed about it. Yeah, they got away with one there, and I'm curious to see the backlash and the fallout from there. 855-208-8806. 855-208-8806 is the number. We give the number, and you see it there on the screen. Primary complaint is coming up. This is the first week where we can take your calls for primary complaint, where the rule is simple. Call in, sports, non-sports, doesn't matter. You can have some fun with this. You can complain, get something off your chest about whatever it might be, sports or non-sports, but we need a primary complaint, not a secondary complaint, not a joint complaint. Be specific and go in. 
Join us for primary complaint coming up on Outkick 360. Hang with us, but first, Express VPN. Your online activity is your business, period. Every device in your digital life should be secured with Express VPN. How many times have you been talking about a subject and then you get an email, like David Reed does, uh, exactly about that topic or that business or company? I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something, incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're at home, we never go online without ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon or Comcast or AT&T. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you're visiting. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data and with most, most of the, the most powerful encryption uh, sites available. Most of the time, you don't even realize that it's running in the background with ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly. It's easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and your protected phones, computers, smart TV, use ExpressVPN and use this great offer. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com outkick360. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com outkick360 expressvpn.com slash outkick360. Go there, learn more, three months free on a one-year package. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Alongside Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, and each and every week at this time, it is time for Primary Complaint. My primary complaint this week, work trucks. And I feel like now more than what I'm used to at least, that they're, they're not secured properly or after they've unloaded their cargo and they're headed back to reload or maybe they're done for the day, a lot of the debris is falling back onto cars behind them on the interstate. And look, this can be gravel, wood. Uh, there was some old sheetrock that I saw fly off one of these trucks recently insulation, just overall debris. And if you look, there was a truck in front of me, Paul, that has a sign, a warning sign that you, know, you have to squint to read and you have to be like literally riding the bumper to read where it says it's not responsible for broken windshields, whatever flies off this truck. And that may well be true that you're not responsible for my windshield, but you are responsible for securing whatever you're hauling or be responsible for me needing to get another LASIK procedure from squinting to read the fine print on the back of your truck that's dropping crap all over the interstate. That's my primary complaint. My primary complaint, uh, ESPN's coverage of the Euros. Uh, I've been all in on this tournament. I love being able to go home from the show and, and pop on uh, a game. Uh, I have to make a choice in the round of 16 over the last couple days, you know, plug into the live game and hear them talking about the result from the earlier game that I've taped or try to watch the earlier game on tape and then, and then the later game on tape. But, but look, we all know, uh, you know, oftentimes there aren't a lot of goals in a soccer match. So on a day like a couple days ago where Spain beats Croatia 5-3, I would expect you're dying to show me all that action. And instead, uh, as I watch France-Switzerland draw 3-3 and go to penalties, you show me Spain going <laughs> ahead 4-3. You show me that goal. In an eight-goal game, the first highlight package I see, you discuss the game, and you show me one of eight goals. Later on, I see a highlight package on SportsCenter, and you show me two goals. I should see all eight goals, unquestionably. You have a soccer game with eight goals. Everybody complains about how there's not enough scoring in soccer, 
and you can't show me the goals on the day that there are eight goals? Show me every goal every time in every highlight package. It's not a big ask. There aren't that many of them. On the rare occasion where there are a lot of them, show them. Well said, Paul. And they should treat this like NFL red zone, where you do not miss a scoring play, period. Yes. That should be the baseline expectation. Automatic. And Automatic. I, I would like some lawyer to tell us officially whether uh, a truck is responsible for breaking your windshield or not. But that sign that you showed also has something covering the sign. At the oh, very no. least, their legal responsibility would be for that sign to be visible. I think it's utter BS that if you drop something out of your car, if I had something in my car that fell off of it and broke your windshield, I don't see how I would not be responsible for it. I think this is a, a, a made-up sticker. It could be. To try to discourage you from tracking down the license plate and whatever when they crack your windshield with gravel falling out of the I did. Truck. I was in traffic, so I was able to take that photo. Uh, there was another truck that I saw, and it's a recurring problem, which is why I bring it to the attention of primary complaint. There was another truck that had a sign that says, stay 300 feet back oh, yeah. from the truck. You have to be 50 feet away from the truck to read the sign that says stay 300 feet yeah. back. Get close enough it's to ridiculous. read it, then slam on the brakes. Lebowski it's ridiculous. is uh, really giddy over this complaint. Mr. Lebowski has called in, and the number is 855-208-8806. Lebowski, welcome to Primary Complaint, sir. Gentlemen, how are you today? Excellent. Great, man. Good to hear your voice. You too. Good to call in for primary complaint. Uh, all right. So I've got a problem with companies that want you to verify an appointment you've made after you've made the appointment. And let me explain. Last week, I called a place in Nashville to make a haircut appointment for yesterday, Tuesday. Uh, at the time I called in, I was told I had to provide a credit card number. And if that if I did not show for the appointment, they could charge me at the time. Fine. We're grown adult. I know exactly how that works. Show up for my appointment yesterday. And they explained to me that my appointment was canceled because they called me at some point over the weekend to confirm my appointment. And because I didn't answer, they assumed I was not coming, canceled my appointment, and charged my credit card. Whoa. Here's the problem. When I called you and spoke to you and made the appointment, guess what I'm doing? Confirming I'm going to show up. How many times do you need to call me and find out if I'm coming? What am I, a nine-year-old child trying to come in for dinner? I gave you a credit card number. You explained to me the rules. I know how this works. So guess what I'm not going to do now? Use your company, and I'm calling the credit card company to get my money back. What a bunch of morons. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And there is a over-confirmation crisis yes. going on. So they, they, they call, did they really call you, though? Could you go back, Lebowski, and actually see where they had called you? Did you drop off? Like, so sometimes I get, the, I get a text message. It yeah. says, you, and you click the link to confirm the appointment, or right? Or hit one. I got, I've got an appointment Or tomorrow. hit one. I to hit one in a text. You respond one for yes or whatever. Right. Um, that is much easier. Than answering I, the phone. Who I, answers the phone anymore? Hardly anybody. So I, I hesitate to say I completely agree with being anti-confirmation because there are, some, there are some businesses that are so jam-packed on the schedule that if there was a no-show, I would love the opportunity as another client or customer to jump into that slot if But I would say going. if they've taken your credit card if and they, made it clear they're charging right. you, then you don't need to confirm. Right. He's, he's at that dead point, right on that. Uh, yeah, at that That's point. That's extreme. If, he, also said, he, also did not, he, he also didn't say he wasn't showing up, right? By, by not answering the call, he didn't give an answer one way or the other. So how would they know that he's not showing the That's, credit card thing and the rules spelling out takes away the need for any further confirmation. Agreed. And now they're doubling up. They're charging him, and they probably filled his slot with someone else. Yeah. And then repeated the same process. I think how much it must cost to cut that main, to have that main cut. Yeah. Lebowski, uh, a season ticket holder for Outkick 360, as is our next guest who emailed in his primary complaint to 360 at outkick.com. Johnny the Poet emailed this in for us. Woke Coke. Tone Loke. No joke, cowpoke. The COVID series. Lucky Vandy. A press secretary who's not eye candy. Late night hosts in SNL whose comedy has gone to hell. Tick, tock, iPhones. Cowboys sucking Jerry Jones. 
MLB, it's pitching cheaters, snubbing Rose, her greatest leader. And Taylor Swift, she said it great. Haters gonna hate, hate, hate. <laughs> I could be different, but I ain't. I need a place to lay complaint. I'd vie for peace. I'd write a song. But social mob would say you're wrong. So here's to you, society. You've taken all the fun from me. And one day, I'll know where it went. But till then, I need to vent. So thank you to the Outkick 3. You've always kept it real for me. And even as these times have sucked, you remind us that we're not all forgotten. <laughs> Johnny the Poet. Clever. Well done, Woke sir. Coke. Tone Loke, well, no joke, cowpoke. We, uh, we the have, COVID series. can't get never, enough. Jacob can't get enough. Have we ever heard him <laughs> not in poem form? I want to say yes, but I'm not the guy well, with the there institutional are, memory. There are some. Uh, there are sometimes he'll see he'll send in a song, right? But n- otherwise, it, even on primary complaint, I'm saying it, it's always in, in uh, poetic form. So we we appreciate that, and it's always in the same. The same type of tone. Uh, Johnny the Poet, welcome anytime on Outkick 360. Also emailing in, who do we have next up, Jacob? For We have Jordan, who emailed this primary complaint in this week, which you can do at 360.outkick.com. My primary complaint today is for waiters, waitresses, who try to impress me with how great their memory is by not writing down my order, only to have my food come out wrong. Now I have to wait even longer for the correct food item to be brought out. You can't get it right. You gotta write it down. That from Jordan S. I think this is a top five complaint in the history of <laughs> our doing primary complaint, and uh, I, I, I cut this off at the pass. I, I say I notice you don't have a pen. <laughs> uh, where, where's your paper? They go, oh, I got it. I go, no, I, I think I think it's better if you write it down. We, uh, this was a few years back. And it's, uh, we still discuss it. My, uh, my grandfather was, uh, he was just, he thought this was a magic trick. Um, <laughs> we were at Red Lobster and there was a waiter that came out and there were like nine or 10 of us uh, with the family. The grandparents always wanted to go to Red Lobster for my grandmother's birthday. And the guy comes out and starts to memorize everyone's individual order. And we don't, we're not order, we're ordering out the menu, but we're changing a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. And this guy got every detail right from that massive order where he, he recalled everything that he went back to the kitchen with. I don't know how he did it. He's a pro and he's an exception. You would have thought, you know, this was a Vegas sideshow, some memory detail from this guy at Red Lobster. I hope this guy is now working like King Prime. He's that good. It's, it's rare that somebody is that good. <laughs> At that. Primary complaints have been good. Thank you, Jordan. Next up on primary complaint. Kylie. Kyle. My primary complaint, Brave social media. If the Braves win, they post the score and they're all about it. However, if they lose, they don't post the score at all. Why can't they just post the score, win or lose? Just seems Bush League, as in Bush beer. Bush, Bush League, all watered down. Kyle A. Uh, with the primary complaint today. It's weak. Look at this. Look, at I mean, and the Braves have been losing their fair share. I mean, win, win, win. Empty, empty, empty. <laughs> uh, it's really lame, especially like, I mean, I'm not saying it's okay in other sports. It, it, there are 162 games in baseball. Yeah. What, they expect to, to go 162 and 0. I wish Chad were here so that he would have to bash his own organization. Titans during their bad days, and I think they still lean towards this. They do it at Nissan Stadium. You know, I'm a reporter in the press box, and the easiest access to the score is directly across from me on not the main scoreboard, but, you know, the ribbon board. There's a score there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would look down to be writing my, like, summary tweet that I hit send on that's like my full feel of the game before I go down to do interviews or set up Zoom to do interviews. And I would be typing that thing, looking up to, to make sure I have the final score correct or to, to, to get the final score, and it's gone. Scoreboard's off. This is before I write, what, a 270-word tweet, <laughs> and the score is zeroed out off of a loss. 
But on a win, they're keeping that scoreboard on. Oh, yeah. Take Days all the pictures time. you want. Yeah, we'll leave it up till next home game in three weeks. <laughs> uh, I, I remember that was the – that's one of the – one of the fond memories of the Wizen Hunt era. The Wizen Hunt era. Yeah. The Wizen Hunt era. He was pulling the plug himself. Yeah, He'd go over underneath. Yeah, the, the the scoreboard was not on very long post game during the Wizen Hunt era. <laughs> no, infrequent. It's it's lame of these teams it to is. do stuff like that. Look, people are on to what you're doing. It's not like oh nobody will notice. Yeah, everybody notices. Everybody notices. Just be normal. It's a, it's almost like an edict. That they're not, they, they feel scared to put a, a, a losing score on the screen. Yeah. As for fear of backlash. For fear of the, the responses to the social media posts. A good share of I your diehard people watch the game. They're familiar with the result. And what I've found is for the most part, and I can only speak from the Titans' perspective here, for the most part, as long as you're fair and honest about what you're assessing post-game, they're okay with it. Ownership, I'm saying. Yes. Uh so put the final score up there. The final score won't change whether or not it's on the scoreboard or not. Yeah. It's going to be printed. Yeah, I'm going to find it <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I, 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 you're just making it hard. Now <laughs> i got to get, get online and look it up. You've slowed down the process. 855-208-8806. Shout out to all of our primary complaints today. Uh, David Reed was churning with one. Uh, he was coming up with one pre-show that... He may use next week. That means next week will be big. Oh. That's my sense. There's the potential for a big primary complaint from David Reed a week from today, which is every Wednesday at 1145 Central, 1245 Eastern. You can email yours in. 360 at outkick.com is the website. Audio, video, you can write yours out. We can put it on the screen for you. 360 at outkick.com. And now calls. And now calls. The Tennessee Power Hour straight ahead on OutKick. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to OutKick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.